Family Podcast. Glad to have you here. Today's episode brought to you by Uncle Gus's Taxidermy. You shoot them, we stuff them, and make them look real fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, now that's creative. That's cre- I think that's a creative intro, don't well, you? That's not bad. Now, is Uncle Gus, is that something you saw down in Florida? No, no, but... But welcome back from thank Florida. Thank you. I appreciate hey, man, that. How was you? Tan? I, tan? Yeah. Are you rested? I'm well rested. Ready? This is probably one of the most resting, relaxing vacations we've had. And that's what vacations are supposed that's to be. That's what about. they're supposed to be. It's not all about amusement parks and running 24 7, right. which is what we typically do. Right. It's kind of, hey, right. what can we do because we don't get to do. Hey. We're not here all the time. 15 so years from now, that's what all your vacations will be That's about. what I'm hoping. <laughs> Although I did tell, well, let me first say that we went to, we were down in um, southwestern Florida. We were on the Gulf side, a little island called Marco Island. We'd never heard of it before, but we have uh, our timeshare. There's a location there. So we're like, hey, we'll give it a shot. And it was, the, the weather was perfect. It was considered off season. Why? I'm not sure. But there was like. I mean, there was no crowds anywhere, whether wow. it was eating, shopping, or on the beach. It was just, it was wow. perfect, absolutely perfect. If we had gone a week or two later, according to some of the people who live on the island that mm. we kind of had spoken to or whatever, they said that population jumps by like 300%. Wow. wow. And it's not even like, it's it's not a party place. It's not a spring break place. They yeah. purposefully kind of kept that type of uh, crowd out because wow. they basically the island is shut down like at dusk the beaches wow. close like our hotel pool said open from you know 10 a.m to dusk wow like, really you know most even hotel pools are open like you know 10 yeah, or so 10 or 11, hanging yeah. out at the pool or whatever but man they shut stuff down which was great because it's essentially condos and retirement homes i mean like nice. not retirement homes but like houses where people sure. just in they snowbird or whatever right, you know. right it was just but it was beautiful it was nice. well kept it was all of the uh just a fun fact we did a little boat tour uh and the guy was telling us that 75 percent of the property on marco island is waterfront property wow second wow. only to venice venice italy wow yeah it was really? super, yeah very wow. it sounds fancy i mean it wasn't super yeah, I mean, like it was. Yeah, a, yeah. It was. I should say it was fairly ritzy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the canals weren't anything super fancy, and it was all man-made stuff, obviously. Sure. But it was just really neat because you could basically almost everybody had some type of a, a little boat skiff or boat dock at the back of their house or a condo or whatever, and they'd have little boats that are propped up, and they'd just go to a restaurant and dock up, and it was just really really cool. We, it was. A, I'm glad we picked a spot. Wow. It was a relaxing vacation. We had a really good time, so it was very very cool. But getting back to what you said about relaxing on a vacation yeah typically when we go somewhere it's like hey this is a new place let's do everything we can while we're here yeah pack it all in when we get back i'm like i need a vacation for my vacation but this one i i told ashley i said babe we're gonna you know well let's do stuff but let's keep it Mm low-key let's you know let's not do anything that's super taxing whatever and the drive was bad enough i mean it was like a technically we drove 10 to 12 hours a day it was a four-day drive there and back 
Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. we split sure, it up. Sure, sure. You know, so uh, yeah. anyway, it was. It, we had a great. It was a fun vacation. We had a great time, and we only missed one Sunday of church and a Wednesday. Thank you. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. So we were. We were. Uh, I mean, you'll still have to account for that in heaven, but you know, <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Jesus, and if that's like, the case, oh, not enough. And if that's the case, we had a lot of people that have some accounting to do this past well, Sunday. We had a lot of families out on vacation. Boy, oh, that's boy, true. Did we we ever, did. Yeah, a lot of travelers. Yeah. yeah no so, kidding. but you know, tis the season. So it is. it is what it is, but and you can catch up with on the messages online. Hey, yes, that's talk right. About that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was doing that, but that's a lot to do. It so lot, now you know, Matt's well, doing it. <laughs> and Zach said, "Hey, I don't. You know, hey, I'm I'm running short on time. We're behind by a few. I think it was only like a few weeks. I only yeah. had to help catch up with a few weeks. And so I jumped on and took what Zach was doing and basically just kind of caught up on those few weeks. But I was going through and editing some of the messages. And I don't know how Zach, you're the producer. I don't well, know how you did it, but in I'm kind of an audiophile in the fact that when I was doing it, I wanted to do it." As close to perfect as I could, so I'd go in and I would go. Now and, wait, wh- let me ask this: When you get a Pastor Scott message, don't aren't you I getting mean, it's perfection? Perfect. It is. It well, is. Gotta, the word is perfection. Kind of think of the same. The thing. recording is not perfection, <laughs> <laughs> but the content is perfection. But no, I'll. Thank I would you. like. I would try to go in one program and like take this hiss out that probably no one can hear but me and other people who really hear it it wasn't just my lisp no lisp. it wasn't just a lisp <laughs> and every take out every time you go or oh something my gosh. Like and okay so now i don't i don't know that i have well, and i might not notice you have an ear for that sort of stuff Good. so i didn't really so i don't i didn't really hear any of that underlying kind of that that low grade noise <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have a program that takes it out. Or, I mean, I do, but I don't, you know, you have right. an ear for that, and yeah. I don't necessarily do. However, there are a couple of little, um, I don't know if you'd call them an idiosyncrasy. Jewels. But audio jewels, yes, audio that, jewels. You, that, you, that I can pick out. And it's funny because when I'm looking at this audio <laughs> on the computer, for anybody who's ever seen anything like that, you know, you see the... The, the waveforms. The, yeah, the waveforms. Yep. So you see the little waves, the little wavy lines up and down that kind of show the audio and how it's flowing and whatever. And I'll look through... And I'll kind of be, I'll take out the long, like if you're turning pages or something, or yeah, yeah. You, you kind of pause when you're in the service, that's yeah. a dramatic pause. And so that's right. cool. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Or you're pausing. Well, to, and I'm waiting, waiting for them to turn their pages as well. Or waiting the for. The three people that bring their Bibles. Or waiting, than, or waiting, hey, I, I, I do my Bible on my tablet, right, so it's all, right. all good. You don't hear my, hear my pages turn. Right, right. But right. will you hear me typing notes, which I'm sure annoys people <laughs> around me. But, um. I'm thinking more often than not, you're waiting for the congregation to catch up mentally right. because you're, the stuff is just so rich. Sometimes you got to let us take it in. So yeah. that's exactly right. It's exactly okay. So, but on the audio, when somebody is listening to it on their phone or their computer, they don't necessarily because they can pause it. I get it. They can pause it to catch sure, up. Sure. So what I try to do is I try to take out those long pauses. Yep. No, uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. You okay. Well, that. I appreciate that. I, I thank you. I didn't get your approval first, so I'm glad that you're approving it now. Um, but what I've noticed is on occasion you'll see these little blips during those pauses, and I'm like, okay, what's that? And it's it's just this little. Yep. Like, it's like, you need to take a drink or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah. this is cracking me up because I've gotten to where I've edited enough messages where I, I can spot them. Yeah. Like oh, I yeah. literally go through and yeah. it's just like, 
or yeah. you know the occasional sniffle or something. It's just funny. Well, and, and, and uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's just kind of funny as you. I never something I never really noticed until I started editing these audio right. files to well, upload and, them. And, so. and you notice at the end of every message, I drain a bottle <laughs> yeah. of water. Yeah. My mouth is really dry. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And, and I could obviously, I, you know, I don't think about it until the end of the message. Then it's like, oh, yeah, wow, man, I'm really dry. I could drink during the message, but then instead of you'd hear. <laughs> so six to one half dozen. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's no problem. So I, when I'm at work and I get like a customer who's got a lot of questions or I'm telling them a lot of stuff, like even just like five minutes yes. after that, it's like, wow, my mouth is dry. Yes. I can't imagine you guys up there like 30, Scott, you have 40, even 45 40, or 45 minutes. minute messages up there and you like yeah. drink nothing. Right. It's like I see. And know. I've got a, usually on Wednesday nights for youth group, I've got a water bottle and yeah. I'll try to do it. I need to get the better habit. I'm just bad at it to really hydrate before yeah i'll like be drinking water all wednesday just make sure i'm well hydrated and stuff yep. yeah. but then i feel like right before service man i gotta go to the bathroom like right. I mean, yeah there's you know yeah it's just you gotta juggle what's I priority know. here right I know. so it's, it's a there's so many details yeah. <laughs> to this job that people don't appreciate <laughs> the ins and outs you know you know what while we're on that topic pastor scott and you can you've you've been behind the pulpit and speaking far longer than I ever have. Tell me about your um, experience with, you know, um, kind of those, those Sundays or Wednesdays when maybe you're not really feeling very well. Yeah. And then you get into the pulpit. Yeah. Tell yeah. me about, I think, and we've talked about that a little yeah, we bit have, before. We have. And uh, I think when we've talked about it, I've always mentioned, I don't believe this is anything unique to me. I've, I've talked to so many pastors, especially, uh, people who speak on a very regular basis listen we're a faith church we believe in healing right and uh i speak healing over my body daily whether i'm fighting something or not uh but the fact is sometimes i'm fighting something and uh, cold is the thing that really can interfere with your uh the the very physical act of speaking you know there's the stuffiness the congestion and everything else and, and But there have been times I've been fighting other symptoms as well where I'll wake up in the morning and an hour later I'm thinking, I can't do this today. But it's really too late. I mean, if my arm had gotten chopped off or something, I could call Pastor Mike and he'd be ready in right. season and out. That's uh, praise God we've got a great associate pastor. Right. Amen to that. Yeah. But, uh, but, but I've learned through experience that uh, I know when I get in the pulpit, it's not going to be bothering me, and and it doesn't. I can get up there no matter how rotten I feel when I get up, no matter how rotten I feel when I walk in the building. There's there's something that happens when I'm in the pulpit, and I feel like a million dollars, and maybe, and usually I'm fine uh, until we leave, and then I'll get home and just crash. And it, I, the only thing I can, I can ascribe that to is is the anointing. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just operating under the pure power and giftings that God has given you for the moment mm-hmm. yeah. doesn't mean it's like, well, hey, I just got that through you. Now you've got to suffer it, but it does give me a taste of, Hey, listen, th- this is what God intends for me. Right. right. Period. Right. Uh, and, and the correct response to that is, Oh, thanks for getting me through that. It, it's not. Thanks God for get, Thank you. God for getting me through that. So I can, now I can just rest and suffer through the rest of the day. It's thank you, God. That's what I'm supposed to feel like. And that's what I claim, uh, because that's what Christ paid for. Right. Remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, and I've experienced probably to a lesser extent. Why? It's just why, why a lesser extent? No, 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 I'm sure no, no, you've just, experienced the saying, exact same thing. Well, but I'm just saying because it's not, I haven't 
experience it as much. I mean, I've only oh, been okay. doing the you know right, speaking right. on Wednesday nights right, for a number right, of right, years, right. as opposed to okay. you know right. twenty some or whatever you've been doing. So, um, but I've experienced some similar things as well. So I like, think every every yeah, minister has. I think so too. You, know, you got to get up there. I remember going to a. Uh, Carmen concert. Do you guys remember Carmen? Yeah. Uh, you know, it, and people can, yeah, hey, he's a little bit corny, he's that, but man, I'll tell you what, the guy loves Jesus and yeah. he's gifted. I remember going to a concert and you could tell right off the bat he was sick as a dog. And we, the, where we were in our seats, we could see a little bit behind the stage and, and we could see whoever it was, people who were working with him, praying for him, laying hands on him. And man, he came out and just put on a dynamite show. Wow! wow. But yeah. you could, but there was something about it. you could tell he was on the verge of collapse. But he just if you couldn't see it, if you were just listening to it, or maybe even if you couldn't see it from our angle, right? You know, we could see a little bit behind the scenes because they were bad seats, frankly. Wow! Uh, uh, but he tapped into something there, and yeah, it's God's gift. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Praise God! That's so cool. So yeah, it's just yeah. It's, yeah, it's cool to see what God does with His kids when they'll stay. It really faith. is, mm-hmm. really. So is. I, I just want to reiterate that I don't believe it's something I'm only going to give this to you long enough to do the specific job right. I've called you to do for two hours. It's yeah. no, but I do think that there's something to be said for an additional or special anointing to get you through something for yeah. the purpose that hey, you've been preparing. I put something on you. Yeah. I want you to share with, no, I with agree the people. With so here's a little. I mean, it's I would. It's a it's a mercy more than anything else. Okay, yeah. and I, yeah. I but I mean I would, I mean what did God do for for the judges in Israel? And He put His Spirit upon them for yeah. a, for a season to, to to perform a task or to do something. Right. right now, obviously, He doesn't put His Spirit on and to take it off of us again. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying there there could very well be that additional anointing, additional push, additional strength to get or, you through that task or yeah, the flip side of that Matt, in the way I, I kind of see it is I get up to that moment and I have no choice other than to depend on. Ah, right. the there power you go. Of God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, that's a good point. And, yeah. and that's it's a very obviously good point. where we should be living. Yeah. Right. right. That's a very <laughs> yeah, good point. Stretching yeah. that faith a little bit. That's right. That's right. So, so what else, else is going on? Yeah. I was, I was just going to ask what else was <laughs> up. I was gone for a week, but I don't feel like I missed a whole lot. So what else has been, uh, we were just in a holding pattern until you got back. <laughs> I'm we were, sure you yeah. were. Right. We were actually, before we record the episode when you were gone, we were kind of like, wow, we are struggling to find things to talk about because you'll usually come in here with like at least three things, be like, oh, I saw this. Oh, we got this coming up. Right. And, and we're like, and then somehow it turned out to be the best podcast. Right. I mean, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't tie you down for that week. So, but and you know, it's funny. We'll come up with a few little things to talk about, but basically to spark conversation. Right. And there've been plenty of times where we'll talk about one thing and we'll even and get we to the keep going yeah, and we won't even get to the other stuff. So yeah. kind of like today, that's all the time we have. Yeah, right. And so, <laughs> Yeah. So, Pastor Scott, what, what's what's been going on in the in the church world or in the faith scene or anything like that? Stuff in the news, anything that's been kind of well, that you, has kind of flipped your trigger, whatever. You uh, read something in service the other day that I thought was oh, very yeah. well, interesting. And, and actually, Zach and I talked about that a little bit on yeah. the podcast. I didn't read that statement, oh, but, okay. uh, but we did talk uh, a little bit last week about this this unfortunate tendency that I'm seeing among people who used to be evangelicals who i would describe as evangelicals 
this tendency to somewhat diminish the authority of the, of the Word of God, the yeah. Bible. Uh, yeah, it's the Bible, and yeah, it's valuable, but it's not. It's not actually God's Word. It's inspired by God, but so are you, and so am I. And we all miss it, and we have to read between the lines and understand the the culture and the context and, and see what they were really saying. And it's so, it's bad, it's disturbing, uh, because there's so much good scholarship that has, has gone in in previous decades and centuries to defend the authority of the scriptures right Mm -hmm. and if they aren't authoritative then why are we bothering with them at all that's the thing i want to scream if this if you guys are so convinced that you're right about this why don't you just throw it away and find something else to do right uh or like where do you draw the line exactly well sure how do you pick and choose well this that's it that's it works and and this doesn't you know i want to holler and maybe it's just maybe if they were being perfectly honest hey it's a living you know, I am making money doing this. I'm sure they wouldn't say that. Right. But but sometimes I wonder if that's not what's going through their mind because I think the people who are saying this would still profess to be Christians. Right. And that's what bugs me is we're all practically redefining, redefining Christianity. Now, how much of that has already been going on in culture by people who say, yeah, I'm a Christian simply because they were maybe – Raised in a Christian home, quote unquote Christian home, maybe because they assume, because there's a church on every street corner that we're a Christian um, town or or country, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there, yeah, I think there's I, a lot of people out there that consider themselves consider themselves quote unquote Christian yeah. who don't walk the Christian lifestyle, right. who don't uh, uh, profess or have right. never prayed that prayer of salvation, who don't spend time in the Word of God or any of that. I mean, yeah, anything I hear what that you're would saying. be. And and I think we're dealing with it almost an entirely different problem. Yeah. Because uh, the way I would see that, because I was part of that culture. You know, I, I was raised in a church right here in St. Joe where I would have considered myself a Christian in a church full of people who absolutely would have considered themselves Christian. Knowing what I know now, though, and I don't say this to disparage them as people, salt of the earth, people, great citizens, whatever, uh, but as far as Bible knowledge goes, oh, it's terrible, terrible. And I think that's that's uh, that's the state of a lot of people even today. But it certainly was true um, 25, 30 years ago. People who were good, solid, church-going, quote-unquote Christians who knew next to nothing about the Bible. Uh, I, I developed a quiz and I don't remember if you were here yet. I don't know if you, I don't think you were. I wasn't, but I've seen the quiz. Yeah, the you Solid Rock Bible yes, Timeline yep, Quizorama, right. which... Uh, Quizorama. Quizorama. It was a quiz from the 90s. Yeah. Okay. And, it was the Quizorama. Even though I personally wrote the quiz, so obviously it's, you know, I understand it. I think if somebody else had developed that quiz at the time, I would have gotten 100% on it. it because it wasn't deep theology. It was Bible events, basic knowledge, that sort of thing. And I, I, I think uh, in this, practically everybody failed this quiz. We had one Christian Christian school student who got an 85. That was mm. Lucas Carr. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And, uh, and I'm sure he's listening. Hey, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> anyway, practically everybody failed this quiz. And I think if you gave this quiz to your average Methodist Church Christ Lutheran today, most of them would fail it as well. Yeah, uh, and I'm, and that's not to 
I'm not attacking their character or anything else. I think that's just the state of Christianity. And I remember, this is where I was going, I asked uh, Felucia, who was a um, member of our church at the time, loved the Lord. This guy was a, uh, we have probably even talked about him on the podcast yeah, before. He, he came from Nigeria and got saved over there, went to school in Russia, came over, did his master's work at uh, MIT, and did his doc, doc, doctoral stuff here at um, U of I. And, uh, wow, this guy knew his Bible. I mean, yeah. he knew details. He would, he would ask me these random questions sometimes. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, and I remember saying one, to him one time, do you think it's a harsh statement to say that uh, the, num- the, the, the percentage of Christians who actually read their Bible regularly is something around 25%? And he said immediately, a good church might have 25% of their people who read the Bible. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, yeah, that's sadly the case. And so people, and, and it's, but it's an odd thing. You know, it's like saying, Hey, did you, Hey, do you like this book? Some people would say, I love that book. Some people say, I hate that book. And the other people would say, don't know. I haven't read it. You ask about the Bible. Oh, I love the Bible. And they might say that having never read it. Right. Right. Why do they say that? Well, because they're Christians and they know they should have read it only reason Uh, so when somebody somehow piques their interest by saying isn't it interesting that the bible says this and they pull out some really controversial or offensive passage and that's the first time in their lives they've ever started really thinking about what the bible says so it's so important uh, for people who know the bible to share what they know about the Bible. It's so important to invite people to church so that they hear everything in context first. Man, I could pull out something right now right. to try to shake you guys' faith. Hey, what about this? <laughs> Whoa, wait, how, can, how could a loving God say that? Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, what Not, is it about? How, how could God justify Lot sending his daughters out to be raped right. by these strangers? Yeah. I mean, and there's yeah, some there's, people that's all it takes to get yeah. them derailed. Are you kidding me? Uh, but but this is this is the this is where we're at today. Well, and jumping back to your question, Matt, you were kind of asking about what you think maybe the causes of this. Right. I think from a quote unquote, I hate this word, millennial standpoint, mm-hmm. I think that the main cause in the younger people's group is that it's like what Scott said. They are just ignoring those challenging and those controversial things in the Bible, things that have answers to them. They just either don't like the answers or they don't want to seek out the answers. Right. Right. And some things, I mean, some things we just won't know. I mean, but, and they're in an effort to be more inclusive in an effort to be the the loving church. They're throwing out that stuff in favor of love and they're throwing away the truth is what that's, What's that's happening. right. See, and that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. Was you've got this cultural, I don't know the right word, cultural appropriation, this cultural like inclusivity thing going right. everywhere. Yeah. Okay, I know this is gonna get me in hot water with Being this people. Relative. This is gonna get me in hot water. So I want to be relevant and I want to really? be relative in their lives. And so we're just going to do some fluffy stuff and not dig into the. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sure. It's. A, I mean, it's just this cultural, and it, and also it's this all. Another thing is. It's this cultural hypersensitivity. Yeah. 
I don't oh, want to. Yeah, heaven for forbid sure. we should offend anyone. Oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. And so some people say, "Hey, I want to grow my reader base. I want to grow my church. I want to do this. I want yeah. to do that." So here's how I've got to be, right. and whatever I've got to write or do to get that is what I'm going to do. Right. You know, right? Uh, yeah. A, 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 there's no question in my mind that everything you just said is true, and 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 at the same time. There are some who have been so burned and so hurt by legitimate judgmentalism, right? right hardcore, right. Uh, you know. I mean, good night. We don't. We, it 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 hardly needs to be mentioned that there are quote unquote Christian groups out there who do not represent Jesus Christ. Right. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I think Ravi Zacharias said this best: "You cannot judge the Christ by." Uh, a deviation from his teachings or an aberration or whatever. You know, when people bring up the Crusades, you know, if you want to take an ancient or the, or, or, or the Inquisition, and you take some ancient examples, right. or if you, people want to bring up the Westboro Baptist Church, right. their God yes. hates, you know what? Right. Uh, people say, "Well, see, that's Christianity," and and Ravi would say, "That's not Christ," and I agree. You can't judge Christ by those things. Mm-hmm. All right. Jesus Jesus Christ loves the people that Westboro Baptist Church says he hates. Yeah. There's no question about that. Right. Um, so when people say, well, since they call themselves Christians, then that's what Christianity is. Right. We ought to, everybody ought to know better, but we as Christians certainly ought to, we ought to just be able to say, hey, that's not Christianity. They don't right. speak for us. It's, it ought to be that simple. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, there, there, there have been some very, harsh fiery words saying because it's very easy to stand up and and proclaim specific truth and i'm thinking of a minister right now who's near very near and dear to my heart who's very good at that but he doesn't win anybody that way uh and so we've got to balance this mm-hmm. and where i think what you're talking about at the end of the day matt is people are so interested uh, it's not so much a matter of marketing and building a customer base as much as this man i love people yeah. and i want to bring them into the kingdom any way i can and so they err very much err err depending on on your <laughs> cultural upbringing i always yeah. said err but i always hear people say err whatever so you make a mistake <laughs> on the side of mercy which is nothing none of that really matters because right. god is love yeah. this has become the basis of much error today. Uh, it's some correction that is needed because there are some good ministers out there who are holding the line saying, look, no matter what culture says, no matter what your relatives say, no matter what your experience is, God has called these things sin. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be said. Right. And yet there are some people who hear that because it's been inelegantly stated or because they just take offense, well, then God hates me. Right. And God doesn't hate him. Mm-hmm. And he absolutely doesn't. And so somebody else comes along and says, you need to know God loves you no matter what. Now, is that true? It absolutely is. But what people want to hear, and therefore what some people say is, since he loves you, he affirms everything about you. Right. right. There yes. is a vast gulf 
of difference between those two statements. Right. Mm -hmm. And most people simply aren't smart enough to see what that gulf is. They hear God loves me no matter what, and they they uh, make the illogical leap. Therefore, nothing I do matters. Nothing right. I believe matters. Or, even worse, since he loves me no matter what, he loves everything that I'm attached to. Right. And that's not true. We know that's not true. Right. right. So now yeah. how, do you, how do you go from one point A to point B? It's, how do you, how do you hey, go from... Uh, you know, the super, the super love, yep. the super slushy God loves you no matter what. And he has an awesome plan for your life to, but you got to stop doing that. And mm-hmm. the answer to, is in the first 10 chapters of Romans. Okay. <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah. which yes, we've posted online. You've hey, been, talking, you've been preaching yeah. through Romans for right. what, nine weeks. Almost? Nine weeks. Yeah. Nine and weeks. it's been Absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's been phenomenal or not, I got to tell you, the response has been phenomenal. Yeah, we talked uh, about people, that last Yeah, podcast. we did. We yeah. did. Uh, people are are eating it up. It's it's it. And as I mentioned Sunday with part nine, the ele- the first actually eleven chapters of Romans is the longest purely doctrinal section in the entire Bible, or certainly in the entire New, certainly in the entire New Testament, where Paul is spelling something out. No stories, no people. It's this is what Christianity is for 11 chapters. Right. Uh, there's nothing else like it. It is such an important passage. And, and I think he nails it. I think he answers that question. Look, everybody, everybody, never mind what particular sin we're talking about everybody is a sinner mm-hmm. why because of adam everybody can become righteous why because of jesus that's how i would distill all that there's so much more i mean good oh, i'm not, yeah. not going to try to no, encapsulate right. nine right. weeks of preaching in <laughs> right. this podcast yeah. go to livingwordfamily.org to get those messages yeah. uh, or you yeah. can search out on itunes or google play yeah there you go hey thanks uh but yeah i mean that's that's the answer when, when you're trying to bridge the gap between god's love and god's judgment god has judged sin right in Jesus Christ. Yep. That's what the cross was all about. Mm-hmm. But the only way we can access that mercy and that payment is by acknowledging that the sin he paid for was my sin. Right. If, but if we're going to go to the cross saying, I don't need this because this isn't sin, we're not going to be forgiven. Right. Period. Yeah. So Confession is a part that's right. of the process. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thanks for joining us here for the Living Word Family Podcast. As uh, you know, as I get ready to close this out, it occurs to me that uh, Matt, who opened this podcast, did not introduce everybody in the studio. Oh, I'm Pastor you're Scott, right. pastor of Living Word Family Church, and uh, over there across the way is Zach Benzel, our producer. Producer, I got a new title, guys. New title. Yeah, and he is. That's what he does. He's uh, he's fantastic. He sets everything up, makes everything sound as good as it does. And of course, Matt Kreider, welcome back from Florida. Good to have Woo. you back. We will see all of you next time here. Thanks for joining us. Bye.